It's Friday here in the North Shore Drive podcast. That means we're at Mike's Beer Bar, our presenting sponsor. We're having a good time here. I'm your host, Chris Carter from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. we got Brian Batko. He's at the Steelers facility. We're going to get you ready for Steelers at Texans Sunday, 1 p.m. All the breakdowns right here. Could there be a key advantage that the Texans injuries have presented to the Steelers? We'll answer that question in a minute. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast. A show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Just search North Shore Drive Podcast or Post Gazette Sports, and you'll find our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday shows, as well as all of our daily content that comes out from all of our different creators and writers here at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Subscribe to this channel, like this video if you enjoy it, and get all of our great content here. As I said, we're joined by Brian Batko, who's in front of some trees at the Steelers facility outside there but remember reminder this show is brought to you by the place i'm in right now and that's mike's beer bar the best bar in all of pittsburgh come to mike's beer bar right now and you can you can watch any sports you want on one of their 20 plus televisions available you can you can reserve a table to and reserve a tv to the game that you want to watch specifically and that's all nfl college football nba college basketball nhl golf Premier League soccer, whatever you want, they got it. And they have over 500 different beers, 300 of those being local, and 80 of those local beers being available on tap. The best beer selection all in all town. More on them later. It's also the Friday episode, which means we're going to show you the Friday flight that like that Mike's has lined up for you that you need to come in and try to see all the different types of beers. Brian, big topic going into this weekend though is CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is an extremely talented rookie right now. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Looked really sharp for the Texans against the Jaguars. They're, they're one and two, but a lot of people have a h- upside on him. But his starting left tackle, Larry Tunsil, out for the game. Josh Jones, his backup, look, looks like he'll be out for the game. So they're going to be down to a third-string left tackle to block, block Alex Highsmith. They're also dealing with injuries on the interior of the offensive line. That means Kendrick Green, former Steelers center and offensive guard, is most likely going to start for this game. Is this a huge problem for the Texans that the Steelers must capitalize if they're going to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when they're healthy, the Texans have one of the better tackle bookends tandems in the league with Tunsil and, and Titus Howard, another former first-round pick on the right side. But he's on IR, so he's he has to sit out at least one more game. So they're, they're going through it right now. I mean, they're going to, uh, you know, really make things challenging for their first-year uh, head coach, D'Amico Ryans, and his offensive coordinator, Bobby Slovic, who came over from the Niners. So, I mean, hey, maybe that Kyle Shanahan offense that gave the Steelers fits week one will, you know, once again be tricky for Mike Tomlin and Terrell Austin to scheme against. But, I mean, when you just look at the personnel matchup on paper, you know, the Jimmys and Joes, regardless of the X's and O's, I don't see how Stroud lives to get, uh, you know, through four quarters unless they just do a ton of quick game, get the ball out of his hands fast, trust the rookie to make the right decisions. But, you know, that's easier said than done especially with 56 and newly minted AFC Defensive Player of the Month, T.J. Watt bearing down on you. Very, very critical factor in this game, and to me, a decided edge to the Steelers on Sunday. Absolutely, and uh, you know the, the Texans' offensive line, they're going to look to be that equator line that keeps the Steelers from getting into the backfield as much as they can. 
But Kendrick Green might be their best O-lineman <laughs> in this game. That's starting how scary. At left guard. Yeah. Uh, he might have the best scary. chance of success. He at least knows the guys on the other side, has blocked against them in practice for the last couple of years. Um, you know, early returns on Green aren't terrible. Uh, you know, obviously his head coach talked him up on Wednesday when he met with us in the Steelers media. But I, I think even people, out, media members out of Houston are, uh, you know, okay with, with that trade thus far, even though he's been – pressed into duty here for two games and it, it hasn't always gone smooth but they did just beat the Jaguars so they're they're not completely falling apart at the seams here this is very true but as I was going to say the, the their their equator line that's very similar to the first beer on our on our fright on our flights list here and that's the Allegheny City Brewery equator beer it's a pale ale it's just 4.4 percent really light right now it's getting a little warmer outside so maybe you want to get some lighter beers something that reminds you a little bit of summer before you get to fall so Check out the Allegheny City Equator beer when you get here to Mike's Beer Bar, one of the many examples. Brian, on the flip side of that, the Steelers' offense has to get going this week. We've looked at the the Texans and what their defense has been able to do so far. Their linebackers haven't been totally great so far. Will Anderson is the big name that they got coming off the edge. Is this a week where you see, after the progress the offense made against the Raiders, you know, not huge progress, but some progress, is this another week that you see this offense taking another step forward, or are they about to run into some serious problems? I think I, I could see it going either way. I mean, I tend to believe they're going to take a step forward because, again, you know, the, the Texans are a team that's very much, you know, in progress with their rebuild. You know, Ryan's is, is renowned as one of the best defensive coaches in the game. That's major reason why he, he got this gig. And, you know, he was at the helm of those dominant 49ers defenses over the last few years, as we saw few weeks ago at Acrisure Stadium they, they haven't really missed a beat losing him and, and replacing him with a new uh, defensive coordinator and Steve Wilkes I think it is so um, I mean hey this is a, a group that is relying on a lot of young players on that side of the ball for Houston they do have a former Steeler and cornerback Steven Nelson who the advanced stats is actually playing pretty well and you know he wasn't terrible when he was here it just became kind of a cap casualty a couple years ago, and and they moved on with I would say similar replacement level players at that position. What what gets me a little concerned, Chris, is you know there was a lot of good from Kenny Pickett uh, Sunday night in Vegas, but there was some bad There's too. Still bad, yeah. It, there was some bad, and, and there's some cut ups going around. You know, people who study the film and the All Twenty Two and tweet about it uh, incessantly <laughs> throughout every NFL week. Uh, you're you're seeing some of the. Um, you know, breakdowns of plays that, you know, we saw live watching the game. And, you know, Ray Fittipaldo and I were just talking about it in there. I mean, we saw it from the press box view. I'll tell you, the Allegiant Stadium press box, folks, is about 8 million feet in the air, where you're pretty much sitting on the roof, all right? You're basically, the ceiling is the roof at the Allegiant Stadium press box. But um, it was the same thing that, that we're kind of seeing. You know, he's, he's not really always trusting what he sees, it seems like. I mean, there, yeah. there are times where... You know, there was one specifically I remember George Pickens, you know, wins his his leverage and he's he's open pretty much at the sticks on third down. But for some reason, Kenny Pickett looks off of him, scrambles to his left, throws across mm -hmm. his body and you know, he Calvin did Austin. Well for the most part. But, you know, for the most part, misses Calvin Austin on that yeah. play. Yes, it, or at the very least, chose a trickier completion to try to make. So, um, you know, it's that was a criticism of him by a lot of draft gurus coming out of college for as much ball as he played at Pitt for as much as. He accomplished and diced people up from the pocket. At, at times, he played a little too frenetic and just, uh, you know, tried to do a little too much, you know, almost over relying on uh, this, you know, the scrambling and the, the athleticism. I think he needs to try to, you know, 
limit that a little bit while still, you know, tuck it and go when, you know, that worked at times against the Raiders. You want to use your feet, but also in the pocket, I guess, you want to be smart. You want to trust your reads and your progressions and just kind of calm down a little bit. Maybe he was pressing a bit in that game after the struggles of the first two weeks. Uh, we'll see what the Texans throw at him now in week four. With these two defenses led by two defensively minded coaches, this could be a throwback game, much like the throwback beer from Hitchhiker that you need to try here at Mike's Beer Bar. A pumpkin What's that, ale. Chris? It's a pumpkin ale, and it's really good. It's six point six percent. This is the fall beer. If you're ready, October is when October first is Sunday. If you're ready for fall, if you're ready for fallen leaves, ready for pumpkin beers, pumpkin everything. This is the beer for you. And again, Mike's Beer Bar has so many different pumpkin beers for you to try. But the one that you need to try this weekend is the Hitchhiker Throwback. I want to get to Mike's question on the other side of the break here from the Actors Fan Advantage. Uh, but but first, got to remind you, this show is brought to you by the amazing place I'm in right now. And that is Mike's Beer Bar, my church of the North Shore here where I come. And you, when you come here, again, you can catch any sporting event that you want. If you're trying to, if you can't make the pit game when they're playing Virginia Tech and Virginia T- out there in Blacksburg, you can watch it right here at Mike's Beer Bar Saturday night or any game that you want to watch all throughout college Saturday, as well as the Steelers game with their with their road game against the Texans 1 p.m. Sunday. When you get here, you can try one of their 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local beers, and 80 of those local beers being on tap. So you can try out amazing flight combinations like the one we're going over for Mike's Friday flights here from the North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Come to Mike's Beer Bar today, and you can also try out their amazing food options like Steak on a Stone. It's where you choose like, your choice. Cut a steak. You put it, they put it on a heated stone, and as you cut the steak with each slice you press that piece of steak that you cut off into the stone and it heats up the steak to the the level of doneness that you want in your steak for an amazing experience come to mike's beer bar for the best bar experience in all of pittsburgh best sports best beer best food come to mike's beer bar and when you get here tell them chris sent you Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Brian Batko, breaking down the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it's now time for the Accresure Fan Advantage segment, and that is and that is brought to you by the Accresure Fan Advantage. With the Accresure Fan Advantage, you always have the opportunity to ask questions to us that we'll get here on the show. Uh, the Accresure Fan Advantage brings you closer to, ever, to the team than ever before covering the Pittsburgh Steelers, where Brian Batko is going to answer your questions every Friday right here and then on Saturday. We'll have an extended conversation with it with, with an opponent expert every week. This week is John McClain, longtime legend. cover legend of the Houston of the Houston area. He covered the Houston Oilers back when the Steelers played them in the seventies, and he's covering the Texans right now. We are so excited to get to talk to him. And again, that's all because of the Acresher fan advantage. Be sure to go to uh, to Acresher.com slash fan advantage for more information and submit your questions today. Now, Brian, your question today comes from John S who says, how can we expect different offensive results when the only change that was made from last year is the left guard, meaning Isaac Sayomalu instead of Kevin Dotson? Why not see what the rookies can do? Broderick Jones, Spencer Anderson, and also throw in Nate Herbig. Now, Nate Herbig's on defense. Um, so, no, Nick Herbig's on defense. Oh, Nate no, he, so he is talking. Yes. You're right, sir. He is yes. talking about Nate Herbig. That's my, that's my fault. I, I keep forgetting <laughs> that those are brothers. And, okay, Nate Herbig, maybe he's talking about at center, but let, let's get your opinion here, Brian. Three names at the right. Let's start with Broderick Jones. Max Starks, former Steelers offensive tackle, who's won two Super Bowls with them, said the phrase on this very show on Wednesday. He's like, hey, if you're, if you're cooking a great meal, you cook it in the oven instead of the microwave so you can let it cook. So let Broderick Jones cook and learn on, learn on the sidelines instead of throwing him into action right away. But, Brian, do you subscribe to that? Have you seen enough from Dan Moore Jr. or Chuk Sakura for that Broderick Jones needs to play right now? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess my response to that would be if uh, if you're starving out there and you need to make something quickly, sometimes you do need to use a microwave. But now, obviously, I get what Max is saying, and clearly that's the approach that the Steelers are taking here. But I just I think it's all it's we're all kind of wondering, and it's very fair of John or anybody else out there to ask when is he going to get his shot? You know, they didn't trade up three spots to redshirt a guy for a full season. Now, right. of course, we acknowledge it could end up happening that way. Uh, but for the most part, you know, there have not been many first round offensive linemen picked in the NFL in recent years who don't play as a rookie. Uh, for the most part, you know, maybe they, they miss the first few weeks. But, you know, at some point their teams are like, all right, we trust the talent. We trust your ability to upgrade what we're doing on offense. We're going to get you in there. So I, I think that's the balance you got to ask and strike with, with Broderick Jones. And, you know, Dan Moore put them kind of in a win-win situation. And as long as he's playing well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I wouldn't say he's playing well to this point in the season. I also wouldn't say Chuk Sikorafor really is playing well at the I other agree. tackle spot. So, I mean, that you know, it's it's not it's, – it becomes a little more complicated and worth acknowledging – They've got an they've got their buy coming up in a couple of weeks. If they really want to take a step back, level up, reset, uh, tweak things that they think might be fit, um, you know, you could move around uh, tackles. We know Broderick has worked it right because Chukes has been banged up at times in practice, had concussion protocol a couple of weeks ago, so he's getting some experience on the other side of the line that he didn't have much of in college at Georgia. But at this point, I think the most likely move would still be a one for one swap. You know, get the rookie in there over the incumbent starter left tackle Dan Moore. I just don't know what more it's going to take. Um, if the most logical time to do that is when you have the off week, um, if they really you know, need to see more struggle a lot, uh, it's difficult perhaps to make that move when you are two and one. It doesn't feel like you're falling apart here. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly they, they, they weren't extremely comfortable with Dan Moore after last off season or else what you don't draft a guy at that position in the first round. So um, the last thing that I'll, I'll point to, I know it's apples to oranges uh, comparing one position to another, especially these two, but it was week four last year at halftime when Mike Tomlin gave Mick, Mitch Trubisky uh, mm. a seat on the bench and said, mm. hey, Kenny Pickett, let's see what you can do. So, I mean, he Ooh. said at the time he was looking for a spark. I'd say actually in some ways, you know, changing your quarterbacks a lot more of, you know, a, a Pandora's box to open than simply <laughs> making a change on the offensive line. Um, so we'll see. Uh, what happens with that? We'll see how patient they are, both with Moore and with Broderick Jones. And, of course, the other factor in this entire conversation is what did they see from Jones in the preseason? Do they feel like he played well enough in that action uh, that they would want to turn to him? If not, then, you know, you start to open up some other concerns. But, again, it's early. It's three games into the guy's NFL career. We knew he only had one season uh, of play, starting in college versus Kenny Pickett having four years as a starter at Pitt. So very different circumstances all around. But again, worth noting that it was week four last year that they went away from the uh, starter and veteran starter and went to the rookie first rounder. That is worth noting also here. Spencer Anderson ain't going to play. Nate yeah. Herbert ain't going to play. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to just. <laughs> I get what you're saying, John. You like the depth, which, hey, right. maybe that is better sure. than it was a year ago. But guys on the interior, like say Amalo, Mason Cole, James Daniels, they've got enough experience and equity built up that, you aren't going away from them at the first sign of trouble, especially for a seventh round pick and a guy in Herbig who, you know, he's kind of a journeyman at this point. You like some of his mean streak and what he brings to the table, but he's not as good a player as those three. 
Absolutely. Great points here from Brian Batko. That was the question from John S. for the Accurature Fan Advantage burning question of the week. Where at, With the Accurature Fan Advantage, you can get your questions right here on the North Shore Drive podcast to so make sure that you're closer to the team than ever before. Tune in every Friday that, and the day before the Steelers game to get to get the Accurature Fan Advantage. To, and we have on Saturday, tomorrow, we have an exclusive conversation with John McClain, longtime Houston football writer who has a lot of t- a lot of experience. He told me personally when I was talking to him before we recorded, he's like, hey, I, I was just talking with Joe Green. I got a lot of things to say about the Steelers organization. Uh, goat the Texans writer, I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Goat Texans writer, goat Oilers writer. That's how far <laughs> he goes back. Uh, we're excited to have John McLean on for the Accresure fan advantage throughout the week. But we are also brought to you by Savinas Cannon Gallucci. They're at Mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation that's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. And you can also get tickets to whatever you event you want to get to, including sports games here in Pittsburgh at GameTime.co. We're buying tickets for your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you have tickets that you bought that you want to buy for an event, but you weren't comfortable with the seat that you might be getting because you're not sure if you're looking at all the other all the other services out there, this is where GameTime comes in because then not only they're not only going to give you these great deals on these tickets, they're going to show you what the view is from the seat that you're picking so that you know that you're getting a great view of the game that you're going to. So Game time it's never an issue when you're getting tickets and the game time app allows you to book tickets even up to the last minute even an hour up after the event has started so if you're running late and you didn't get your tickets yet game to the game time app which you can download right to your phone is going to help you find those tickets to get you into the venue and if it's like if it's one of those things where hey you don't care about the first three innings of a baseball game as long as it's an hour it's not an hour after the start that's the first pitch you are good to go to get into that game and game time is going to get you amazing prices and they have the best price guarantee that can't be beat if you find tickets to the same section the same row for less somewhere else game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code pittpit for 20 dollars off your first purchase or go to the website gametime.co term resistance apply create an account redeem code pittpit for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price Guaranteed. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko. We're here at Mike's Beer Bar on a Friday. And just a reminder with all the different beers you can try 500 of them, 300 of those local beers, 80 of those beers being on tap. We got another new local beer, and that's the Eleventh Hour New Cult. It's an IPA that's a seven percenter, Brian, and it's another one that's designed for the fall t- for the fall times. Get here and try out that IPA from Eleventh Hour Brewing, one of the amazing breweries here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't drink a pumpkin beer until October first, so well, that's know. the that's, that's the Steelers game, baby. So you better have one in that press box in Houston. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to bring beer into the press <laughs> box, but there, occasionally there are there occasionally there are teams that uh provide a, a, a cold one for after the game. So hey, maybe they, the Texans they, are one of those teams. I don't know. That would that would be very interesting. Let us know if that happens here. But anyways, again, that's the, the 11th Hour New Cold IPA, 7% of beer you got to try right here at Mike's Beer Bar that has all the different options. But, Brian, if the Steelers are going to win this game, let's talk about the key factor, the biggest factor that they have to establish against the Texans. Don't turn the ball over. I mean, it's 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 simple, right? I mean, it's every uh, every football team's mo every week. But I mean, for the Steelers specifically, and we saw it again uh, Sunday night. As I don't know if some pit players are having an impromptu concert over here in the parking lot next to hey. me, but um, yeah, there's there's some uh, some loud music pumping to get them hyped up for Virginia Tech on Saturday. But no, I digress. Um, my train of thought was you saw it again Sunday night. You saw it the previous week against the Browns, who I would say pretty much outplayed 
the Steelers. But when you get those takeaways and you limit the splash from your opponent on your own offensive side, you can win a lot of ball games. And that's the recipe for this team. That's the formula for this team. Going back to the bye week last year when they turned around their season, um, you know, they, they have not won a game in which they don't at least, uh, you know, tie in the turnover battle. So any game that they've uh, not won the turnover battle, it hasn't gone their way. So yeah. um, I think there's been one that they won the turnover battle and still lost the Bengals game, second Bengals game last year. So for the most part, when Kenny Pickett was taking care of the ball, when TJ Watt and that defense were taking the ball away from opposing teams, uh, they're grinding out wins, uh, however possible. That's why they've been so good in one possession games. You know, Levi Wallace with two picks and Patrick Peterson with one as they got pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that was probably the biggest reason they took down the Raiders, too, uh, and, and why they were able to keep them from coming back. So um, that's going to be key again, because I think, you know, the Texans are an inferior team talent wise at this point where both franchises are uh, in, in terms of their roster construction and development. But if you throw picks, if you cough the ball up, uh, you can let inferior teams hang around. And with what CJ Stroud has been able to do, airing it out, uh, you know, limiting big plays too is, is also going to be yeah. a big factor. So really just don't let anything fluky happen, you know, do whatever you, and, and it could be another week where the offense isn't dynamic. And, and then we're sitting here, uh, next Friday and uh, wondering why Matt Canada didn't do more. But if they grind out a win, that's all the Steelers are going to care about inside HQ right there. So, um, you know, certainly pressuring Stroud, too, uh, will will help minimize that that big play threat, the arm talent that he brings to the table. But I still just think, you know, if, if you're Pickett, uh, make sure you aren't uh, tossing up any easy ones. You know, Texans inside linebacker Denzel Perryman did pick him off last year when he played for the Raiders. So there's some familiarity there. Uh, Steven Nelson has a pick this year. It'll be interesting to see uh, how much, you know, the the immovable object uh, against the unstoppable force in terms of a Texans defense that hasn't always been real stout and a Steelers offense that hasn't always been real explosive. But uh, I still think that's the, the biggest key is just make sure you win that turnover battle and uh, let the chips fall where they may when you feel like you've got the better squad. There you go. There's the turnover battle. I agree. It's huge in this game. And force some turnovers from C.J. Stroud. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. That has to change this week if they if they want to win this game. But let's talk about our final score predictions. Bryant, give us a final score prediction and the big turning point of the game. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have won their last nine games against rookie quarterbacks. The last Ooh. one to beat them was Dak Prescott. He mm. turned out to be pretty good. C.J. Stroud is looking like he's going to turn out to be pretty good. But I still think this is a game where you're going to get pressure on him with that makeshift offensive line. Yeah. He's, he's probably going to make a mistake at some point when you do get that pressure. Jimmy Garoppolo did, and he's a vet. Stroud's a rookie who's only seen three games of real NFL defenses uh, scheming to try to beat him. And they got some fluky stuff to go their way against Jacksonville. Kick return touchdown by a fullback. So um, I'm not putting a ton of stock into that game. Yes, the Texans are more frisky than I imagined they would be coming into the season. But not only am I taking the Steelers, I think I'm going to take the Steelers in my survivor poll this week. Oh. And, and then, I, then I don't have to worry about this inconsistent team the rest of the way that, that always seems to win close games. So I think I'm going to do that. Don't hold it against me if you do too and they, and they lose on Sunday. But I'm going to go Steelers 29, Texans 23. That's a bit 29-23. Yes. 
Oh, so wow, I've got, you know, a lot of settling for field wow, goals for the Steelers. Yes, but a lot of points, maybe a defensive touchdown from them too. We'll see what – I think they're going to get some short fields off some turnovers. That's going to be an interesting process for the Steelers because if they are able to get short fields, I think this absolutely goes in, in their way. I'm just – I'm not – I think the Steelers try to slow it down again. I think the, against the Texans' offense, Mike Tomlin talked about not just C.J. Stroud, but also those receivers that they have. Nico Collins, a combat catcher. Uh, Nate Dell, a speedster that they've got. And they've got Robert Woods, who's a, vet, a savvy veteran that they have. But yeah, I'm not that think, impressed. <laughs> you're, apparently not. My thing, though, is that the key for this game and why I'm picking the Steelers to win is, like you said, that offensive line issues. And it, it's not just – it's not simply just blitzing C.J. Stroud that's going to get to him. He's actually pretty good when teams blitz him. He averages eight yards per attempt when blitz. He has two touchdowns, no interceptions. When that happens, he completes 62% of his passes. He is pretty good in that. But he drops when he's not under pressure and he's kept clean. He completes over 68% of his passage, 8.9 yards per attempt, four touchdowns, no interceptions. But when he's been under pressure on 53 different dropbacks, he's completed 21 of 38 passes. That's a drop to 55% of a completion percentage for just 165 yards. His yards per attempt dropped all the way down to 4.3, no touchdowns. He has been tough there. He's been sacked 11 times in those situations. The Steelers have to make that happen. To, I'm going to go out on a limb and say T.J. Watt's going to make that happen, especially on a day that they're inducting his older brother, J.J., into the oh, Texans ring of honor. I'm going to just get a little crazy and say T.J. Watt's going to get home a couple times. Look at you, bold guy, stepping on that limb. Don't 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 let it snap under you by picking T.J. Watt to get this sack against the backup offensive lineman of the <laughs> of the Houston Texans. He's Brian back over the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm Chris Carter, your host here, the North Shore Drive Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this show here at Mike's Beer Bar on a Friday and the Friday flight. And our last beer, by the way, Two Frey Staycation. It's a mango and passion fruit sour beer, 5.3%. Another great example of all the different IPAs, pumpkin beers, fall beers, and even still other flavors of beers that you can get here right at Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar. And all of Pittsburgh from Chris Carter and Brian Batko. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay tuned for Saturday's episode where we talk to John McClain and get you the final look at the, at the Steelers and the Texans before the big game on Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents, click the link below in the description.